98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, RTHK drops its live relay of the BBC after mainland officials take the British broadcaster off the air. Democrats warn that the storming of the capital could happen again if senators don't impeach Donald Trump. And President Biden says his predecessor didn't do his job and now he's cleaning up after him. And Victoria announces a five-day lockdown to fight a new coronavirus variant but says the Australian Open will go ahead. RTHK says it's following the lead of the National Radio and Television Administration and will pull the plug on its live relays of the BBC World Service. Sean Kennedy has more. RTHK's live relays of the BBC World Service used to run from 11 o'clock at night until 7 o'clock the following morning. But RTHK said in a statement that it wouldn't accept BBC's broadcast application for the new year and would stop the relay from today. Its decision follows an announcement from the National Radio and Television Administration that it was pulling the BBC off air for what it called seriously violating regulations. Within minutes, the channel had gone dark in the few hotels and residential complexes on the mainland where it was available. The mainland regulator said the BBC's reporting was not truthful and fair, had harmed China's national interests and undermined national unity. It didn't specify which stories it was talking about, but Beijing had strongly criticised BBC reporting on the treatment of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. The move comes a week after Britain's media watchdog banned CGTN, ruling that the station was directly controlled by Beijing in breach of regulations. The move has been condemned. The BBC said it was disappointed. Britain's Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, said it was unacceptable. And the Foreign Office said the move would damage China's international reputation. In Washington, the US State Department spokesman, Ned Price, said the ban by China, or the PRC, was part of a wider campaign to suppress free media. We absolutely condemn PRC's decision to ban BBC World News. The PRC maintains one of the most controlled, most oppressive, least free information spaces in the world. It's troubling that as the PRC restricts outlets and platforms from operating freely in China, Beijing's leaders use free and open media environments overseas uh, to promote misinformation. Democrats in the U.S. have urged senators to convict Donald Trump of inciting insurrection, warning that without a guilty verdict, last month's storming of Congress could happen again. Impeachment managers argue that the former president deliberately encouraged the attack on the Capitol building. BBC's Nomia Iqbal has more. The Democrats leading the prosecution spent a second day showing graphic video of rioters on January the 6th. They showed clips of them talking about their loyalty to Mr Trump and how many believed they were acting with his full permission. They argue that the former president has a history of inciting violence. Think about the brutal power and effectiveness of his words with his followers. You heard him. Time after time, he encouraged violence. His supporters listened and they got the message. Donald Trump's lawyers will make their case on Friday. They argue the trial is unconstitutional and Mr Trump never directed anyone to commit criminal acts. One of the impeachment managers, Joe Magoose, said the case against the president was overwhelming. President Trump incited an insurrection, an insurrection that he alone had the power to stop. And the fact that he didn't stop it, the fact that he incited a lawless attack and abdicated his duty to defend us from it, The fact that he actually further inflamed the mob, attacking his vice president, while assassins were pursuing him in this capital, more than requires conviction. 
Donald Trump's legal team will begin presenting the former president's defence later today. President Biden says he's now ordered enough vaccine doses for every American to be immunised against COVID-19. He accused his predecessor, Donald Trump, of not doing his job. Speaking while wearing a mask, Mr Biden said he inherited a vaccination programme that was in much worse shape than anticipated. While scientists did their job in discovering vaccines in record time, my predecessor, be very blunt about it, did not do his job in getting ready for the massive challenge of vaccinating hundreds of millions of Americans. He didn't order enough vaccines. He didn't mobilize enough people to administer the shots. He didn't set up a federal vaccine centers where eligible people could go and get their shots. President Biden has ordered an extra 100 million doses, each from Pfizer and Moderna. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Australian state, Victoria, has announced a five-day coronavirus lockdown. The state's largest city, Melbourne, is currently hosting the Australian Open, the season's first Grand Slam tournament. The decision follows an outbreak at a quarantine hotel that's led to 13 cases. Here's the state premier, Daniel Andrews. This is not the 2020 virus. It's something very different. Something very, very different. We have to assume, based on advice, that there is, there's transmission out there that we don't know about, and that it's not moving quickly, it's moving at light speed. The Australian Open will go ahead, but without spectators. Chick Corea, the pioneering American jazz musician who won 23 Grammy Awards in a career spanning five decades, has died. He was 79 and had recently been diagnosed with cancer. BBC's Vincent Dowd reports. Chick Corea made his name playing with Miles Davis. He became a star in the 70s when he founded the group Return to Forever, helping invent the genre of jazz fusion. He'd always loved music as diverse as Beethoven and bebop. His bold combination of styles made him one of the most influential jazz musicians of his generation. Knowing he was dying of cancer, he left a message on his website. I want to thank all of those along my journey, he said who've helped keep the music fires burning bright. To sport now, and the German side, Bayern Munich, have made it a clean sweep of six domestic and international soccer titles. The European Champions League winners claimed the FIFA Club World Cup after beating the Mexico side, Tigres, 1-0. BBC's Imran Sidap reports. They've been the dominant force in world football over the past 12 months, but could Bayern Munich claim the one trophy missing from their collection? They were facing a Tigres side full of confidence, but it didn't take the European champions long to get going as Joshua Kimmich looked to have opened the scoring. But as he reeled away in celebration, a VAR check a judge Robert Lewandowski to be obstructing the view of the goalkeeper. Bayern though have a wealth of attacking talent who can hurt you, and one of those danger men is Leroy Sane, and he was inches away from breaking the deadlock. The Germans kept piling on the pressure, with Serge Gnabry going close early in the second half. And they were soon ahead, but not without more VAR controversy. Benjamin Pavard's goal was initially ruled out, but replays showed Lewandowski was in fact onside in the build-up. This time, they were thankful for the intervention of technology. The Mexicans provided little threat in the end, with Bayern missing several chances to extend their lead. But they held on to complete a remarkable sextuple and become world champions for a fourth time. 
The final FA Cup fifth-round matches in England have seen victories for Chelsea and Southampton. Chelsea were 1-0 winners away at mid-table second-tier championship side Barnsley. The striker, Tammy Abraham, with a tap-in, scored the only goal of the game on 64 minutes in a game in which the championship side had chances to cause an upset. Thomas Tuchel admitted Chelsea could have done better. It was not our best performance today, we have to admit. We were uh, some moments also lucky, had Kepa who saved us in two, three big chances. Tommy, I think, on the line, one denied one big chance for them. Okay, that was enough today, but uh, no, it was not the best performance. In, in the challenges, we were not strong enough. It was uh, hard because the opponent was strong and the pitch was very hard to play, but still can do much better, but okay, it's like this in cup sometimes. Southampton had lost their last four in the Premier League, but they were 2-0 cup winners away at Wolverhampton Wanderers, and they're through to the last eight. Boss Ralph Hersenhutel said his team's form had been affected by having players out of action. It was a difficult time. When you look a little bit closer, we didn't play so bad, to be honest. We were a little bit struggling with some injuries in the, in the, in the past weeks, and that's the reason why we were in the defence not so stabilised, I think. We have been convinced that when we are getting back all the players that we have again a, a, good, a good side. The draw for the quarter-finals has been made. Southampton will visit Bournemouth, They're the only team left from outside the Premier League. Chelsea will play Sheffield United. It's Everton against Manchester City and Leicester against Manchester United. Those matches will take place in March. Cricket and England paceman Jofra Archer will miss the second test against India in Chennai with an elbow injury. Archer had an injection in his elbow after experiencing discomfort during the tourist's 227-run win in the first test at the same venue. The 25-year-old, who did not take part in training yesterday, previously had elbow problems during last winter's tour of South Africa. England are expected to recall veteran Stuart Broad, who has 517 test wickets. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks very much. Every good afternoon to you, James Ross, with an extended morning brew through until two o'clock. We're going to do local music this hour. Chi, the band, are going to talk about their new stuff.
take my hand. Let's go for a little walk. Woody Woody and uh, Under the Moon of Love, 1976, I think of them. Yeah, going to do some um, chatting to some local musicians in a few moments. Uh, the band is Chi. Uh, Zach, Zach Chi's been in before and uh, going to catch up on the new album, or rather the new EP, along with Rob G in a few moments.